Hey guys, welcome back to Hey Bub Outdoors. Uh, it's been requested that we we uh, demonstrate Hey Bub. And uh, Matt, do you want to give us a good Hey Bub to, to welcome everybody here today? Hey Bub. <laughs> you gotta hey, get bub. the high to low in there. The high and make the low, it, yeah. Make it really it's genuine. It's kind of like an elk genuine. bugle. It's an elk bugle. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome Gotta cover back. the whole vocal range. That's right. <laughs> hey Bub. <laughs> Well, welcome, welcome back, everybody. And as promised today, we are going to be talking about uh, shed antlers. And we have uh, Ronnie Decker with us. And uh, Ronnie's a local friend of mine here in, in Southern Illinois. And actually, the way he and I met was uh, shed hunting. We were on the same farm. And uh, it was probably four or five years ago, we were on the sh same farm together. And, and uh, I was looking through a bedding area that I had found a couple before in the past. I'm not a very good shed hunter. Uh, but actually we ran into each other. He was doing things a much more smart way. And that was, he was on a four wheeler. Uh, but our friendship started uh, in, in the middle of a cornfield talking about antlers and deer hunting. And uh, Ron's been a friend ever since. So I really appreciate you coming on today, Ronnie. And uh, uh, Ronnie, first to start, we, last week we gave a little bit of a, a picture of, of what you do. And Ronnie's brought some, some antlers with him today. He's got some real, real good ones he brought in. Uh, but Ronnie, there was a picture of a pickup truck and that thing was plumb full of antlers. And I put your face over the top of it because you had found every single one of those. Picked them all up. Picked them all up. Not how many antlers were in that, that pickup truck. I have no clue. <laughs> there, there was more antlers there than I realized I had. I know that. Yeah. Well, there was a bunch of there. Yeah. About how many years do you think that, that was there? In that, I would that say eight or nine years of picking them up and throwing them in the shed and 55 gallon drums and this and that and the other. Ronnie, I don't think I could find that many in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> so in other words, listen closely to what you're about to hear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we, <laughs> Matt and I, we, we are honest about the fact that we don't know much about anything, but we do want to learn. Yeah. And so uh, when I find somebody like Ronnie, who's such a resource and, and he's not just a shed hunter, uh, I could bring Ronnie on to talk about a number of things, whether it's, <laughs> deer hunting or trapping or mushroom hunting in fact i'd love to get him back on before mushroom season starts to, to help with with mushroom hunting but he really is uh, in every sense of the word in my mind a woodsman and he embodies this this idea of you got to learn about habitat you got to learn about the woods in order to be successful and uh you know he's he's got a great um a great personality he's a great guy he's a great guy to be around so ronnie thanks again and uh, so, Ronnie, just to kind of open things up, if you're if you're if you got permission uh, to shed hunt a piece of ground that you've never hunted before, where are you going to start? And and kind of how can you give us some some direction on what are the things we should be looking for when it comes to being able to find antlers? I seem to. If I was going on a piece of property, the first thing I'd do, I'd, I'd run the field edge, looking into the timber. Uh, and you kind of train your eye to look, you don't look for a horn. Uh, look for the, the curve. If they're upside down, you're looking for the curve. And if they're right side up, of course, you're gonna see the tines. Yeah. What, what I've kind of trained myself to look for. Yeah. Uh, so looking into the timber while walking on the edge. Yeah. In your experience, is that kind of where the deer stage up? Is that where they bed in between feeding? What, why do you think they, 
why do you think right there on the timber edge is, is where you find them? I think they probably stop right there and, and survey the area before they commit to, to just walking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So starting at the field edge, um, do you, now do you, do you walk it? Do you do four wheeler? I know that day I talked to you, you were on a four wheeler. What typically, what typically is your mode of transportation? If, uh, if I'm not looking for a certain antler, uh, I'll just I'll just ride the field edge around with a uh, four before or side by side or whatever you have. Uh, if you see something that looks better, like if I'm going along the field edge and I'm looking out into the timber, I see a honeysuckle patch or something. I think they might bed down in. Then I'll get out and walk. But uh, just on a general spot, I'll just I'll just run around the edge and. See what I can pick up, and I've covered a lot of miles, and you don't pick up anything. <laughs> yeah. Some days I think go. Some days I'll go and pick up eight or nine, and then I may go four days and never pick up a horn. It just. I think generally when I've when I've gone, it's well, I've kind of just been wandering. It feels like at times, but I've tried to target bedding areas and thicker stuff as well. Is that something that you found mm-hmm. to be productive or are you mostly just find them along the field edge? Oh, I'll find them in bedding areas too. A lot of times when I find them in a bed, they'll just be one on top of the other. Like a deer just laying there and yeah. shakes his head or something and they fall off. Uh, hmm. And as far as finding matched sides, uh, unless it's a big horn, I don't even bother to try to look for it. Yeah, we, uh, so one of the things that we like to talk about, Ronnie, is just the habitat that you're finding them in. So you're talking about honeysuckle, you know, you're talking about thickness and, and it seems like, you know, especially like right now, I mean, I, I think probably you're, if you're in an area right like that right now here in Southern Illinois, we have, I don't know, maybe what, a foot of snow on the ground, mm-hmm. something like that, a bunch of big drifts. I mean, if you and I were out in the woods right now, we'd probably be able to find those big those big beds where, where there's no snow at all. Uh, have you had any luck finding them in the snow or do you typically wait? What kind of weather do you try to look for them in? Uh, I've picked them up in the snow before, but right now you'd walk by a lot of them because they're under the snow. Right. Uh, yeah. So it probably makes them a little more difficult to find as well. If the, well, just the light color of the snow probably makes them blend in a little bit more. Be my they guess. they stick more. out like a sore thumb on the snow. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Shows you how much I know. Uh, yeah, they, just, they, they look dirty on top of the white snow. I mean, you can see some of these behind us on the wall. And yeah. You, you'll get a bleached out antler that's set out in the sun for two years, you know, and it, it'll look white. But these others got enough color on them that they'll stick out. It, the snow's just too deep right now, hmm. unless they fall off on the snow when the last tense it snowed, you know. Yeah. Ronnie, so if, it, if there's no snow on the ground, do you prefer a sunny day or a cloudy day? Or is there any kind of weather you, you prefer, you think it's easiest to find antlers in? Yeah, they'll they'll uh, shine just a little bit if they're wet on a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the biggest secret I can say about picking up horns is just put down the miles, uh, cover yeah. the ground. I found them going down the highway at 55 miles an hour. 
look out in the field a hundred yards and say, "Oh, there's a horn." <laughs> And when you're when you're when you're saying cover ground, to say you have a a farm or just a, a piece of timber or whatever that's, let's say it's forty acres. Sounds like you're first starting around the edges, checking there. But if you're seeing thick stuff, are you just going in? Mm-hmm. Or are you walking in a certain pattern to kind of knock out the whole thing? Or are you just kind of wandering around looking for certain types of habitat inside? Unless unless it's down in a deep vegetation, I can find a horn 75 or 100 yards pretty easy. Uh, I'd rather look downhill than uphill, just a personal preference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll generally walk the ridge top and, and look down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's interesting because, you know, we're not talking about mushroom hunting, but Dad always taught me to mushroom hunt at the bottom of the hill and actually where, where you and I ran into, if I shed hunt that, and I have found one antler at the bottom, but I'll typically stay down instead of, instead of at the top. And, uh, I might have to try that. Maybe that's why I'm so terrible at finding, <laughs> at finding antlers. Well, in my experience, Ronnie, so I, I have a piece of ground and in the habitat, I, I, I hunt on it as a guest. Um, and the habitat is, is pretty wide open creek bottom. And in my experience, I actually, I've hunted this now for five years. I haven't found a shed on it yet. Uh, there's another guy in the area who's an experienced shed hunter. He's never found a shed on this spot. One kind of in an out of, out of the way place. But why do you think, I mean, do these, are these deer right now, is it kind of feast or famine? You're in all the sheds or you're not in any of them? What, what's kind of been your pattern? Are they spread out or do you think they, they concentrate more together? Uh, as the bachelor groups are they're they're probably back in their bachelor group uh, one year there behind my house there's a it's a long a half mile long field but it's only a quarter mile wide and every evening i was counting 75 to 80 deer yeah. it was the only corn stalks in the in that area that year and snow was on and I could look back through there with binoculars and, and see horns, you know, and I'm like, man, in a week, I'm going to go back here and I'm going to pick up horns everywhere. Never found a horn. Never found the first horn. Uh, wow. That, that still had me baffled. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm fortunate enough to, I've lived in the same place for basically my whole life and and all the neighbors, I know them, you know, and I've helped them through the years and they just give me free reign and do what I want to do. And I've got several acres, thousands of acres that I can go across. And that's just the secret to finding sheds in numbers. You got to cover the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting in time. Yeah. 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 So one of the places, Ronnie, that, that you help farm, uh, that, that I've hunted on in the past, I haven't in recent years, but, uh, uh, one of the farmers, the farmer you help, uh, there's a bunch of cockleburs in the beans down in that bottom, down there off the, the mountain mm-hmm. and down there in the bottom, uh, there's a bunch of cockleburs in the beans. And, uh, man, you could tell, uh, that the deer had just piled in cause the beans weren't harvested. And I think three antlers came out of there in, in one year, I found, I found a couple of them and another guy found another one. So those late season food sources, I mean, you, you hinted at honeysuckle. Is there any other food sources that you really think 
you know, do you find them more in corn or beans late season? I mean, or is there certain food sources that you've found are really, really uh, dynamite for, for finding antlers? Nothing that I'd call a sure thing. Uh, anything that they're eating this late in the year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Trying to locate it. I guess the nice thing is with the snow on the ground, you can at least locate where they're going and do some, do some pre shed hunting scouting. If it, you know, if you have some snow on the ground, you can find high traffic areas this late in the year. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot more people that, that are shed heading now than what, what there was 20 years ago. Uh, everybody's kind of picked it up as something to do between actual hunting season and mushroom hunting or something like that just to get out and knock the dust off. Yeah. 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 Ronnie, has there ever been a buck that you've been hunting during the year and you've been able to go back and find both of both of his antlers? <laughs> Did you know where to know this story? Where are you going to embarrass me here? No, I don't know the story. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> One year it's actually on some of dad's ground. Uh, he was back there doing a little scouting and he jumped the buck up and, and told me, he said, I think we got a nice one back there. And I ran cameras and got pictures of him and I actually got a shot at him and, and shot over top of him and picked the sheds up. My boy actually found him, picked a set of sheds up off of him and, and had a guy score him at 206 and, and a little bit of change or whatever the eighth was. And that was just giving him a 16 inch spread. And I put them sheds on my mantle and stared at them every night. I'm going to kill that buck and never saw him again. We didn't find any sheds off of him the following year, but the, the second year after I picked up the sheds, we, uh, we picked up one side of him. And all this was within 400 yards of where I got a shot at him and where we found all three antlers. Uh, he put on another 26 inches on one side. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He would, he, non-typical of course. Uh, yeah. He just, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hash those old wounds. <laughs> Man. I said that was the worst. Still salty, I think. Uh, worst, worst hunting season I had the, year, oh, the year after I missed him because I was just focused on killing that deer. Yeah. And, for good reason, it sounds like. <laughs> I shot a, I shot a, I think he's 18 or maybe 19 point buck that year. And when he came in, I just sat there and looked at him and thought, not him, you know, I ain't, ain't going to shoot this deer. And he, he stood there 17 yards for three or four minutes. And I thought, well, maybe I will shoot him. <laughs> and I never got excited about that deer at all. Never got excited about that deer at all. That's incredible. Uh, man, we, we had a set of 300 pound scales and he bought them them scales out i mean he was just a hog but it wasn't what i was hunting and i just i just did not get excited and i said if i ever find another set of sheds like that i'm gonna take them out in the yard and bury them <laughs> <laughs> uh, well is there anything about that farm where, where you found that where you shot the deer i mean how's the habitat is it just prime is there a lot of stuff that's happening there or yeah. is it just yeah yeah we well i had planted some alfalfa there which held a lot of those and mm -hmm. there's a lot of white oak in there and persimmon and 
and uh, beech, beech nut. Uh, hmm. You know, it just, it's just a good piece of ground. That's pretty rare over here. I've only, I've only seen, so I'm from beach area where there's a lot of beach and I've only seen one beach tree. Actually, no, I, I, I last year I saw three more. I've seen four beach trees uh, in Illinois since I've been here. The Wabash River is kind of the breaking point for those, isn't it? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. It is. The Wabash River is kind of the breaking point there. So that's interesting. You have beach on there, but you're pretty, mm -hmm. yeah, we're pretty close to Indiana. So well, Ronnie, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for, thanks for your help. And so really guys, you know, if you want to find shed antlers this spring, it's going to be putting in the miles, starting on the field edges, looking for the right kind of habitat. And then if you, if you, uh, if you're brave enough to get off your four wheeler or whatever it is, venture down those runs back into the bedding areas. And, and hopefully, you know, if you, if you put in the time, you're going to be able to find antlers. So I'm not very good at it, but Ronnie, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on. You're you're really good at it, and he's got some real good antlers here. here. One, yeah. one thing I found, if you do find, there, I don't know where the camera's at. Oh yeah, yeah, we see it. If you do find a, a fairly nice horn, uh, through the years, when I find the match on a big horn, I think that makes them feel funny carrying one. You'll find the other one fairly close. Hmm. but if so you, they start shaking their head more when i think so yeah it's unbalanced like that yeah i don't know what that way that makes sense that's probably weighs what three four pounds yeah i don't know but that's that, pretty it just make you lopsided and you and that's what i think is that when one falls off they just walk around and hmm. keep flipping until it comes off that makes sense i wouldn't have thought of that but yeah i wouldn't yeah. like it if i had something just hanging off one side of my head and not the yeah. other yeah, that makes sense. Well, guys, I hope this helps you. And uh, Ronnie, really appreciate you coming on. And we're going to be mushroom hunting here for a long. <laughs> it's going to break. Hey, guys, next week, so we're going to be doing something a little different next week. We're going to be doing some live updates. Matt is going to be tapping a maple tree out there in PA. That's we're the plan. Gonna, we're going to have a little contest. We're going to see if we can get the most sap out of it. I'm going to be – I have a sugar maple I'm going to tap here uh, next Tuesday. It's supposed to be 47 degrees here in Southern Illinois. So we're hoping the sap's gonna be flowing. Never done this before. We're gonna experiment with it and give it a try. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for uh, checking in with us this week on Hey Bub Outdoors and uh, catch us real soon. Ronnie, thanks a bunch, bub. Thanks for coming on. Hey, bub. Hey, bub. We'll see y'all later. All right, take care. <laughs>